Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, the myth is only partially a myth. The first part, the part that you need to have a strong track record, is actually true. It just doesn't necessarily need to be in multifamily. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through, prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com, or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, Best of Your Listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School Series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two Syndication School episodes on the podcast as well as in video form on our YouTube channel that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes, we offer some free documents. These are free PDF how-to guides, PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel calculators that help you scale and grow your apartment syndication business. And in this episode, we're going to do some myth busters on this show. And we're going to debunk a very common money-raising myth that I'm sure you've heard countless times. It's out there on the internet and podcasts, on forums, People saying that you need to have a strong track record in multifamily in order to raise money for apartment syndication. So the idea is that you haven't done a large apartment deal before and you want to raise capital from people to do your first apartment deal, but 
since you haven't done one before, no one's going to give you their money. No one's going to trust you. They're not going to think you can do it. They're not going to think you can conserve and grow their capital. So they're going to go ahead and go with someone else who's got done 10, 20, 30 syndication deals because it's less risky. So we're going to debunk that in this episode. And then we're going to talk about the thing that you actually do have to do in order to raise money. Just because you debunk one myth doesn't automatically mean that the opposite is true, that you don't need a strong track record because you actually do need a strong track record. It's just not necessarily needs to be in multifamily. Because if that was true, the majority, if not all, of apartment syndicators just flat out would not exist. There are people who do have experience in multifamily who become apartment syndicators. Maybe they had a lot of money and they were able to buy apartment community with their own money and they bought it, they managed it, they sold it, and then they use that experience to raise money from people so that they can scale their business because they don't have enough money to do a thousand units a year, only a hundred units a year. Or maybe they worked for a large multifamily institution as an asset manager or as an underwriter or as a property manager or had some other involvement in large apartment communities that covers one aspect of the apartment syndication business plan. Maybe they were a mortgage broker for large apartments. Maybe they were a property manager for large apartments, things like that. But many more, if not most, I would say that the vast majority of apartment syndicators, including Joe, did not have any involvement whatsoever with large 50 plus, 100 plus, 200 plus apartment communities before doing their first deal. So that alone basically debunks it. It would be impossible for anyone to raise money if they needed to have experience raising money, right? It's impossible to do something if the only way to do it is have experience doing that thing. It doesn't make any sense. So for every syndicator, they're at some point in their careers where if you're someone who has this belief, if you do believe in this myth, are sitting where you are right now. They wanted to purchase a large apartment community. They wanted to use other people's money to do that, but they didn't have the experience. So what do they do? They didn't let the myth of needing a strong track record in multifamily stop them from just doing it anyways and doing it successfully. So... If you too want to debunk this myth in your own mind, we're gonna talk about the three things that you need to do. And then we're gonna talk about something interesting that I heard at the Best Ever Conference a few weeks ago. That was around the same topic and what inspired this episode. So the first thing you need to do is you need to change your mindset. So yeah, that's it, change your mindset. All right, number two, I'm just kidding. I'll go into that a little bit more. So not only is a need to have a strong track record in multifamily a myth, but it's also a limiting belief. This is a story that you've convinced yourself to be true. It's a powerful story, but it's still not true, as we've already displayed in the opening of this episode. The analogy that I used is that it's like watching a horror movie about the boogeyman, let's say. It's just a story, it's just fiction, but it's such a powerful story that every night for the next 20 years, before you go to bed, you check your closet, you check under the bed, you check the garage, you check the basement because you think the boogeyman is down there because in the movie you watch, the boogeyman hides in the bed, hides in the closet, hides in the basement. But as we all know, the boogeyman isn't real. And neither is this limiting belief about the requirement to have a strong track record in multifamily. The main difference between a syndicator who's done a billion dollars worth of deals and an apartment syndicator who wants to do deals but hasn't done one before is this belief in the boogeyman. So just remember that the boogeyman isn't under your bed, he's not in the basement, he's not in the closet, and you don't need a track record in multifamily to raise money from people. 
And if you want some more practical advice, if the boogeyman story isn't enough for how to start working on changing your mindset, some more practical things you can do, check out our success habits category at our blog. So go to thebesteverblog.com, check out the goals and success habits category of blog posts. And there's lots of blog posts on there that give you practical things that you can start doing today to change your mindset and then just apply the concepts to this belief in the fact that you can't raise money because you don't have any experience in multifamily. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, the myth is only partially a myth. The first part, the part that you need to have a strong track record is actually true. It just doesn't necessarily need to be in multifamily. So there's two different areas that you need to have experience in. It can be one, the other, or both, but it needs to be at least one of these. And the first one is a strong track record in business because investing in real estate in general is running a business, right? You hear this all the time, treat your real estate investing like a business, but apartment syndications are even more like a business. Essentially what you're doing as a syndicator and as an investor, but there's a lot more moving parts for the apartment syndications is that you're creating and then you're executing a business plan. So you determine what you're going to do and then you actually do it. So step one is determining what to do, making sure it's the right thing to do. And then the second part is actually executing your plan. And if you have a strong track record in business, then you have the skills to create and or execute a business plan. It might not be obviously specific towards real estate, but the concepts of creating and executing a business plan apply to real estate and really any other endeavor that you go into. So if you know how to execute a business plan, then you can do apartment syndications. Now, what do I mean by having a business track record? It doesn't mean that you just graduated from college and maybe haven't even started a job yet at a large corporation like a Fortune 500 company or that you've been there for a few years in the same role and gotten some positive feedback from your boss or you feel really good about what you've done. That's experience, but that's not strong experience. It also doesn't mean that when you were a kid, you started a lemonade stand or a newspaper delivery business, unless obviously it was a massive success, then that does count. And I believe I talked about this on syndication school, the two tips that you can learn from a lemonade stand. I guess a lemonade stand partially works because we did do an episode in a blog post about how a lemonade stand can, can help you in your real estate investing business. So definitely check that out. It's funny, it's cute, and it's packed with some pretty solid advice. So those don't count. Again, the lemonade stand kind of counts depending on how you do it. But what does count is you've either started your own business, and this doesn't really matter how big the business is, how small the business was, but you started your own business and it was successful, which means it was profitable. So you either made money on an ongoing basis from sales or whatever, or you created the company and sold it for a profit. So that's one example of a strong business background because you created a business, you created a business plan, and you successfully executed the business plan, which is reflected by the fact that you made money. And then the second one would be, you can be the guy that graduated from college, got an offer, started working for a Fortune 500 company, but you need to have also been promoted multiple times in that company. So if it's a large corporation to like a director level or higher, if it's a smaller company, there's not really room for promotions or growth, and there has to be some other measurable metric that shows that you were successful at what you were doing. So if you're in sales, for example, 
I know there's not a lot of room for promotion in certain sales roles, because that's what I used to do, but if you continually grew your customer base or grew your sales revenue or won awards for salesman of the year, these types of things would be relevant to having a strong business background because all those things, again, show that you can create and you can execute a business plan. And that's what you want to have here because number one, you need to be able to do that to be successful. But number two, you need to be able to portray that to your investors. If you have a business experience and they ask, why should I invest with you? What skills do you bring into the table? And you say, oh, well, I just got hired at a really big company. That might work for some people, but you're not going to be able to grow a syndication model off that experience. So that's the second thing you need to do. So first is mindset. Second is business experience. The other experience that you need to have if you don't have a business experience and what you should have, and it's very helpful to have, even if you do have that strong track record in business experience, is to have real estate experience. And I guess to be more specific and say non-multifamily related real estate experience. Because here you have a little bit more flexibility than you do in the business realm because you can really be involved in real estate in any realm and then use that experience to transition into apartment syndications and raise money. So you can be an investor, wholesaler, fix and flipper, single family rentals, small multifamily rentals, a developer. It can mean that you were a property manager or work for a property management company. It can mean that you taught other people how to become an investor, that's what Joe did. It can mean you're a broker, a realtor, a lender, a mortgage broker, some sort of involvement in real estate because when you're involved in real estate, you understand how the transactional acquisition process works as well as the management and disposition of real estate. So you're specialized in real estate. You already have an insider knowledge of how the process works. Now all you need to do is apply that knowledge and those skills that came from that knowledge to the larger apartment communities. So real estate experience that's not necessarily related to multifamily is a requirement if you don't have the business background and a huge plus even if you do have that business background. So in conclusion, thinking that you need to have a strong track record in multifamily before you raise money for apartment syndications is a myth. It is similar to the boogeyman might be a scary myth of raising money without having the multifamily experience, but it's still not true. And people do it all the time. People have done it all the time and people will continue to do it all the time. And then once you've got these three things covered, the mindset, the business, and the real estate experience, you've got most of your foundation set. The last thing you need to do, which is what you're doing right now, is to get educated on the apartment syndication process. So you can buy our book, about apartment syndications. You can listen to all of the syndication school series podcasts and download the free documents. You can go to our blog categories, read about apartment syndications. You can go anywhere on the internet and read and learn about apartment syndications, go to conferences, seminars, just so you understand the more specifics of the syndication process and how it either differs from whatever real estate you were involved in before or getting an understanding of real estate in general, as well as apartment syndications if you have that business background. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention, which I think I mentioned in a previous syndication school episode about the best ever conference and the top 10 lessons that I learned was about something that you can say in order to overcome an objection that an investor has about your experience. So maybe you tell them about your real estate experience and they still say, well, that's all fine and dandy, but 
I'd much rather invest with Billy Bob Joe over here because Billy Bob has done 20 apartment syndications. They still own 17 of them. So I feel a lot more confident investing with them. I feel a lot more confident giving them my money than giving you my money who've only done one deal. And the response you'd give to that, which comes from Neil Bawa, this is what he said at the conference, was something along the lines of, don't say exactly how I'm gonna say it, but the overall concept applies is that basically, sure, they've done more deals than I have, but since they have so many deals in their portfolio, say 17 deals, they're bringing on this 18th deal, most likely you're only going to get one eighteenth of their attention because they still have to focus on all their portfolio, managing all those employees, all those investors. And so the type of relationship, type of attention that you're going to get from someone who has 18 deals is going to be way less than the amount of attention you're going to get from me because this is my only deal that I'm working on right now. And in fact, since my only deal, I'm basing my entire reputation, my entire business on this one deal. Because if this deal isn't successful, then my business is not successful. Then I am not successful. And then as a result, you are not successful. There's a very strong alignment of interest. Whereas if you're investing with this larger company, if that deal fails, they still have 17 other deals and 17 other deals worth of investors who are happy. And sure, you're not happy, but they've got this large business and they don't care about you. Say it however you want, but the concept is that if you're this new investor, you can overcome that objection by spinning around and saying, well, not only is me not having experience not a problem, but it's actually a positive because of dot, 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 dot. So the three things again are mindset, business experience, and real estate experience to overcome this money raising limiting belief that is indeed a myth. And then from there, if you have those bases covered, you need to get educated on the process so that you can speak intelligently about the apartment syndication to your investors and then obviously increase your chances of being successful in implementing the business plan. So that's it for the day. Make sure you check out some of the other syndication school series and the free documents with those at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com.